Welcome to the Checkered Jaguar, where normalizing difficult conversations is just what we do. I'm your host, Bracia Dover. I'm a mental health advocate, creative media and film graduate, business owner, cancer survivor, and your new hype girl. It's time to get vulnerable and find that inner confidence to roar. Find the Checkered Jaguar on the web, where we go beyond with insightful courses geared towards helping you learn how to roar like a jaguar. We cover important topics all the way from confidence in life to filmmaking, mental health, and so much more. Check it out at www.checkeredjaguar.com. Find the Checkered Jaguar on Instagram and TikTok at Checkered Jaguar. Now, let's dive into this podcast episode. I am so excited about this podcast episode because I get to have a conversation with one of my favorite humans, Taylor. Taylor is one of those humans that you just fall in love with from the get-go as soon as you meet her. Taylor is also an incredible makeup artist. I met Taylor a while ago at a restaurant that she worked at and we have been friends ever since. On this episode, we will be discussing what it was like for Taylor coming out as gay and the challenges she faced in a conservative uber-Mormon LDS high school, as well as discussing the concept of being gender fluid and so much more. My goal with this episode is to help others to better understand what it is like to be a part of the LGBTQIA2S plus community. I want to also make sure that we're all on the same page here and explain exactly what that acronym stands for. It stands for Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, Queer, and or Questioning, Intersex, Asexual, Two-Spirit, and the other ways in which people choose to self-identify. In this episode, I will be shortening the acronym to just LGBTQ+, but I wanted to initially acknowledge the other categories. Another important goal of this podcast is to help others who may not support or understand this community, to take a closer look and see things from a new perspective, from someone who is a part of the LGBTQ plus community. All right, Taylor, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. To start, can you tell us a little bit about you, your age, career, anything that makes you, you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm 28 years old. Um, I am a kind of career server bartender by choice. There's not really much that people don't know about me because I live most of my life through social media, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, But I do identify as she, her, and um, I'm kind of a bad bitch. Yeah, you are. (laughs) I think you are for sure. Yeah, that's a great intro. Let's kind of talk about your childhood days now. What were you like when you were younger, and when did you come out as gay? Was there a specific moment? Oh, yeah, there's a specific moment. I was a very flamboyant kid. I mean, yeah, yeah, I wore, like, boys' clothes and, like, try to be as, I guess you can call it, straight as possible. Yeah. Um, But couldn't be I. I have pictures of me in dresses. I'm, like, 70 years old. I've always had, (laughs) like, a fascination with, like, fashion and makeup and the bad bitch role in movies, so to speak. So, like, all that stuff influenced me. Um, but when I was like 14 was like the specific moment that I knew that I was gay. (laughs) It's kind of like a funny, weird story. Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, so I think there was like a moment when I was in seventh grade, I guess that wouldn't be 14. Well, whatever. We'll go with 14. Yeah. That's what makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but I remember we were in the locker room and I just like had this weird 
moment where I like looked around at all the other boys and was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, damn it. And then it like kind of clicked and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm gay. Right. But uh, I came out to my mom. I do remember I went into her bedroom and I had the yearbook of like the previous year. And I was like, hey, mom, I just need to tell you something like this is a picture of my boyfriend. And of course, it was the picture of my boyfriend at the time. Right. And she was like, oh, my God, blah, 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 like was like excited. And I was kind of like, yeah, let's just like not tell dad. Immediately ran into the other room and told my dad. <gasps> oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I was not ready to tell him. He right. was not ready for this. Um, yeah. Obviously, he grew up in like the Midwest. So it's a little more conservative, which is, you know, where we grew up. Right. Um, he was wasn't too thrilled like at all he was kind of like you know what about grandchildren and I was like well oh. even at that age you like you don't think about kids right you're 14 so you're, young <laughs> so I was kind of like you know like I can adopt because like everyone knows about adoption right well, around that age I should say right um and he just was so disappointed wow. it was very much that <laughs> so if you could have chose, you would have waited to tell your dad until the time was right. Yeah, I think so. I just think there should have been, like, an appropriate time to do so. Um, and I kind of felt like that got taken away from me. Yeah. And I know that that being that case, I my sister actually took it from, like, me telling the rest of my family. She kind of just, like, let everyone know. And I was like, this is kind of, like, my journey, and that's not fair for you to take that from me because this is, like, my life. and Right. You know, but... No Absolutely. ill will. It happens. Yeah, I, I'm a stronger person now for it. So Right. So you have one sister? I do. Okay. And what's her name? Haley. Is she younger or older? She is younger. She's 26. Um, she's also on the spectrum. So okay. She's just a little bit behind everyone else, so to speak. Um, she has a really hard time making friends. Um, love her to death, though. She has a right. huge heart. Yeah. But she can be a little... Behind the time, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. I know. I remember watching Love, Simon. Did you ever watch that movie? <laughs> like a thousand times. Yeah. I cry every time. Yeah, because it probably like touches your heart and relates to your story specifically because that the choice and the ability to choose when you come out or how you come out, it really, mm. I think at the end of the day, it should be the person's choice, but okay. So did you, it sounds like you pretty much knew in that locker room with the guys, but did you pretty much from a young age, always know that you weren't really straight. Like you could kind of feel it, right? I mean, I would say a little bit. I think that my growing up is a little bit different to other gay men, so to speak. Um, I always identified as like the woman and everything. Like I was the girl in the movie who was getting Prince Charming. And right. I guess my brain just works weird like that. And that's just like who I wanted to be. So right. I was always just... Hyper feminine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think that's weird at all. I think that's just what makes you you. But truthfully. Yeah. So you kind of already talked about how your parents took your coming out. Can you dive just a little bit more into like your mom and how maybe just some words you remember her saying to you when you came out to her? Was she more relaxed and cool about it than your dad? Or how did what were her like initial thoughts? I know that we had kind of like a like a fun little like excited moment when it happened because like she's basically got like a brand new girlfriend to hang right, out with. Right, right, right. <laughs> which is also her kid which is even like easier to love me I guess. But right. um, <laughs> I do remember her kind of being excited and you know just kind of like helping me like achieve what I wanted as far as my like physical image went. Oh wow. So like doing my hair for me because like I was obsessed with her Karen haircut when it was oh, okay. like fresh and, right, and fun right. and not like a bad thing to have. So she was super supportive. 
For the most part, yeah. We had kind of like a rough little falling out. So she and I didn't speak for a couple of years. And that was really difficult for me because, like, my mom is my favorite person on the planet. Like, I struggle thinking about, like, not having her around, which is going to happen eventually. So, Right. Um, But she, she and I now are just, I, it is the weirdest thing ever. It's. We're like old kindred spirits. Like we hang out all the time. Like I call her damn near every single day. I love that. She's just, she is my rock. She wow. is my sword and shield. She's my rock. She's my everything. Oh my gosh. I love that for you. I love that for both of you guys. That's so awesome to have that relationship because not everyone has that with their mom. No. Wow. Okay. Well, I want to jump in here and throw out a few statistics to put things in perspective for our listeners. Okay. So. According to a study done by Out Not Down, a new profit outreach program, the study found that 26% of youth that come out as gay say their biggest problems involve not being accepted by their families and bullying at school. With that in mind, Taylor and I went to the same high school. We graduated different years, but we both know what that school was like. Mm-hmm. It was and still is a very conservative Mormon and LDS community with lots of cliques, just like any high school. But Taylor shared with me before that she was bullied in high school. And I want to focus on that right now, as hard or as difficult as those memories could be for you. Can you share a little bit about what bullying looked like for you in high school? Ooh, that's super fun. Um, I mean, it was a lot of, for me, it was a little bit physical. Uh, Some things I've been spit on, I've had things thrown at me, which is kind of like deafening when you're at like pivotal years in your life. You're like, oh, people don't like me just because I'm me. Right. And I was, I think, the only out person at that high school during my four years. I believe it. Even scarier because. You know, you don't know what's going to happen every single day. There have been moments where, you know, people have threatened my life and, you know, we're like, I'm going to beat the living, you know, whatever out of you. And you're just kind of like, what the hell did I do to you? Right. It wasn't all bad, though. I mean, like, I had a solid group of friends, but, like, there were some dark days definitely in that mix. What do you think was the reason for the bullying? Do you think it was because they didn't understand you? What do you think? Why do you think you were such a target? You know, I think people are afraid of what they don't understand. So I would say there's just like a lack of intelligence, or maybe not intelligence, but it's just not understanding. It's yeah, lack ignorance. of awareness. Yeah. It's a lot of things. And, you know, like I'll I'll admit, like I can be that way sometimes. Like I feel like everyone has it in them, but right. when you're, you have a target on your back and everyone's looking at it, it's... It's hard. Yeah. Do you think that it came down to their own insecurities or do you think there was something like at home they were learning that, you know, made made you out to be such a terrible part? Like why can you try to like think back to the kinds of people that bullied you and what what was going on do you think in their heads? I mean, it's definitely like we grew up in a very conservative area, so right. I do believe that like these are things that are taught at home. Um, it also doesn't help that, you know, the LDS religion believes that, you know, it's a choice and trust and believe. I don't think I would choose this if I could. Right. It is a hard life, but it is very fruitful and rich and full of a lot of good things. But I definitely think it boils down to just what you're being taught at home and what you're made to believe, essentially, because, you know, you're you basically act on what you're taught. So. Right. It's a fear. Totally. Yeah. 
Okay, so can you kind of share with us how you dealt with the bullies? Did you ever confront any of them? Did you cry behind closed doors? I want to know how you processed people bullying you for being who you are because that could not have been easy. Uh, I'm a very emotional person. I cried a lot. Yeah. I want to act like I never cried, but I totally cried all the time. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like there were dark days. Like I had definitely thoughts of, you know, suicide because I'm like, if I have to go through this another day, like why? Why? Right. Why keep going? You know, yeah. you get put down so much, you eventually like start to feel yourself give up. So a lot of probably behind the scenes tears that people didn't see, and the thought of suicide came. Would you say it was a reoccurring thought, or was it? Um, it happened a few times in high school. I only acted upon it one time, but obviously I'm still here. So yeah, <laughs> Which I'm so is glad you are. Great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you're here, we're getting to talk about this and exactly. educate people. So that's huge. I powered through. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so did you confide in anyone, like close friends or family, during that time that you were being bullied? And like, who did you talk to during this time? Um, honestly, I think I kind of kept to myself. Like, I definitely told my friends. Like, we would go to like the football games and stuff. And that right. was like the times that I've been spit on and I've had things thrown at me. I mean, I've been tripped in hallways and stuff like that, but the high school football games were the ones that I remember because those were when the, I was like, who the fuck just spit on me? Right. That's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, anyone would think that that's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that I like, I really stuck to like my, my close knit, like two girlfriends that I had in high yeah. school and I like told them everything and they're like, you know, like you're fine and I'm like yeah I don't know were were they LDS or uh no okay Um, I was kind of like a part of like a weird like misfit group oh I love that though so like the skater kids and the kids who smoke weed and like you know the party kids so like those were the people that I hung out with and you know like those were my like family right so (laughs) do you stay in touch with any of those people uh like two two of like the 20 or so that we were okay So I want to segue now into post-high school life for you. You left that conservative town, we both did, Mm -hmm. and now we live in a very artsy, open-minded community in Mm -hmm. Phoenix, Arizona. So another study done by the Center for American Progress found that more than one in three LGBTQ plus Americans face discrimination in the past year. First off, do you feel like you face any discrimination in our community today? And if so, like, what does that look like? I definitely, I feel safer walking down the streets, being in full regalia, being the queer person that I am, which is, you know, amazing. Right. Um, Whereas, you know, it's a little bit different in Gilbert where you need to be a little bit more cookie cutter. Yeah. So do you feel like people are less like judgy, like you get less judgmental gazes in Phoenix versus like more of a conservative town? Or do you think people, it doesn't really matter where they're at. Some people just can't like based on their generation and stuff can't understand. Yeah. I think there, I mean, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, there's a lot of people who just stare I mean, and they just like, don't know what to say. Like some people want to commend me some people are disgusted by it. Like, I feel like it's everywhere, but it's a lot less out in Phoenix, which is really nice. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So can you, you've kind of already told us, but what do you identify as specifically today? What are your pronouns and what does gender fluid mean? So in the LGBTQIA plus squared, it's a long one. <laughs> we know. Um, we not know. To beat it to death, but everyone is included. Right. Um, I am the Q. Okay. So I am a queer person. Um, that has like a whole umbrella of identity, so to speak. 
Um, but I identify as gender fluid, so I'm she, her are my okay. pronouns. Yeah. The gender fluid part kind of plays into what I believe to be some days I wake up feeling more masculine, some days I wake up feeling more feminine, and I kind of like adjust myself to how I'm feeling, which kind of gives me um, like a lot of stuff to play with, so to speak. Yeah, that's so kind of cool. Yeah, I can dress however I feel. So my closet is very weird, very queer. Wow. As it should be. <laughs> so you've probably got a wide variety of clothes, like different types. Dresses, skirts, t-shirts, tank tops. Like I wow. wear button-ups to work for most of it. You yeah. Because that's a, kind of the dress code there is like more. Or yeah, what they, is, they keep it a little um, men wear men things, women oh, wear women okay. things, which, you know, it's, it's a good job. So like, I'm not going to fight it. Men wear um, button-ups and jeans. Girls can kind of wear whatever they want. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't be running around on a crop top looking like Winnie the Pooh, so maybe just like stick to the button. <laughs> like like just running around a hot mess, but <laughs> right. But yeah, it's I'm not mad at it because yeah. I can be who I want outside of work, and then they also allow me to wear whatever makeup I want. I can go as crazy oh, or awesome. as minimal as I desire, so which is nice. Yeah, I love that. So, do you feel like you feel more confident in a certain type of clothing, or does it totally just depend on the day? Like with the gender fluidity, if you're feeling like more on your feminine side or any put like a dress or skirt on, it probably does just depend on the day. Maybe you just answered my own question, but what do you feel most confident in? Um, for the most part, I do enjoy wearing feminine clothing, but if I'm being totally honest, it's sweatpants or yeah. leggings because I'm all about comfort right now, Right. which is kind of crazy because I'll run around in like eight inch heels. Um, oh my gosh. Which is not fun, <laughs> but, but also it's a very, statement. it's a statement and it's yeah. also kind of like freeing in a weird right. way because I'm always going to be me, but like right. there's something about running around and being in stripper heels, literally. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I I know we've talked about the more open community we live in, mm-hmm. but let's kind of shift now into not just the negative things, but what kind of support do you feel like you receive in this artsy community? Um, have you met other people that root for you and support you? Like, tell us maybe like, I mean, even drag, like t- talk a little bit about that in our artsy community. Well, in the artsy community, I get a lot of praise and a lot of support from like random strangers. I had this lady actually yesterday who came up to me. She's like, oh, you were my server the other day. You were fabulous then. You were fabulous now. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Yes. I yeah, you're be. like, uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Don't forget it. And yeah. She clearly did not. <laughs> Don't forget it. Um, I get praise from strangers, which is kind of like, I'm a little bit used to it, but it's because this is still kind of new to me. I'm like, right. it's really uplifting. And what like, is that? So it's conversational praise. It's not like, like, what does that praise look like specifically? Are people like, I love your look. I love. It's a lot of it is I love your look. I get, I won't lie. This is like my biggest pet peeve is like, I wish I had time to do makeup like that. Oh, or I wish yeah. I could do it. And I'm like, if you really apply yourself, you can do literally anything you want. Right. Make so, time. Yeah. yeah. Literally make time. That's what I did. I right. literally start getting ready two hours before I have to go to work, which yeah. is shameful to admit, but. And you're self-taught with makeup, right? Correct, yes. I've watched many a YouTube video. Who's your favorite like makeup artist on YouTube? It's going to be so controversial, but I have always loved Jeffree Star. That is wow. where my, my love for makeup kind of began because I yeah. dated some guy in high school and he was like, oh, you need to listen to this guy's music. This is before he became problematic, just so everyone's aware. <laughs> well, technically he was still problematic, but whatever. Um, and I watched his music, I watched his videos, and I was just like... I like kind of want to be him. He's yeah. fearless. He is 
everything that I want to be. Pink hair, great makeup, fashion to the uh, nines. So. Yeah, I I love that you see that fearlessness in him because I really feel like you embody fearlessness. And I I mean, I only see certain parts of your life, but I have always admired how just authentically you, you are. And I'm sure you weren't always able to be that way. But uh-uh. I mean, just from the moment, like, I met you, my family, we all met you. I feel like that's just something we've talked about is how mm-hmm. how you are just, you carry yourself in a beautiful way and it's just so true to you. Like today I just see you Thank and I'm you. like, I love you for that. <laughs> so yeah, you're welcome. So, <laughs> um, so as you know, I grew up in the LDS mm-hmm. religion, but I'm no longer a part of it. And as you said earlier, many LDS people and Christians in general believe that being gay is a choice, Mm -hmm. that you literally choose to be that way and that you could choose not to be that way. So I obviously do not support that or agree with that mindset, but what can you say to our listeners about this? How can you use your experience as coming out as gay to let others know that it is really not a choice and that you were actually born this way? (laughs) I definitely wouldn't have chose this lifestyle had I had the choice. I've dated women. I have slept with women. Yeah. One woman to be exact. It's not for me. (laughs) One Um, and done. (laughs) It was a one and done moment for me. Um, It's just like, I don't really wish like a gay lifestyle upon someone because it is very difficult because, you know, who's going to choose to lose their family or be judged for nothing just because they can't help who they love. Right. And it's just, it like to me... Like, I, I had a boyfriend who was LDS, and he has no connection with his family at all. Completely uh, disowned, which, you know, isn't uncommon. No, not at all. But it's it's just hard, like, because people just don't understand. Like, why, right. why would I want to choose this for myself? Why would I want to, like, alienate myself from right. everyone, essentially? No one would choose that. No. It's a very, it can be very lonely and very dark and scary for a lot of people. That's why, you know, I fear a lot of, like, the younger gay people who are, like, afraid to come out. Like, it is a very terrifying feeling because you're like, will I have a family? Like, will they still love me? Are they going to accept me? And, like, those are, like, actual fears because when you're all alone, you're left with your thoughts. And that's, that can be a very dark place for a lot of people. Right. But I don't think, it's definitely not a choice. No one would choose this. No. But we do have a lot more fun, so. Right. (laughs) Maybe we would choose it. Yeah, choose the fun side. (laughs) Choose the fun. Just choose the fun. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so another important matter surrounding the LGBTQ plus community in the LDS and Mormon culture is the number of youth suicides. Mm -hmm. And that is like a very hard topic for people in the Mormon culture to hear. But I think it's important to note and LGBTQ plus individuals in the LDS church are four times more likely to attempt suicide. Mm-hmm. There are incredible organizations out there like the Trevor Project mm-hmm. that offer crisis service if you need help and support. But I just think it's not its not something people talk about enough. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to educate yourself and to also be able to have conversations with people if they're struggling. Any advice you could give to teens who are struggling with being gay or LGBTQ plus and feeling suicidal? Um, well, obviously my first thing is going to go to your like school counselor because for most part they're non-judgmental and they're going to help you and they have all of the outline or like all of the, what am I trying to say? Like the outsource points or like the access to all of that? Yeah, I mean, the support resources. All the thank yeah. you resources. Yeah. All the resources that you're going to need to hopefully better yourself. And like 
in reality, I think that's surrounding yourself with like friends and like people that you can trust, yeah, which can also be a scary thing because you don't know where their brain is at, especially right. when you're going to come out. Right. But I would, I would recommend definitely going to the counselor because I did that a lot. Yeah. I cried on my counselor so many oh, times wow. just because like my high school, my four years in high school were very rough. There was a lot of stuff in my family and so forth, but, um, I would definitely recommend that because they can help you hopefully come up with a game plan to, you know, be your true authentic self, which I will right. preach to the day is done. Just yeah. be you. Yeah. I love that. That's a good starting point for people. Oh, Absolutely. Um, can we kind of dive into dating now? Oh God. What does that look like for you? Does, and does being gender fluid make it more challenging to find partners? I feel like this is a very loaded question. Um, I'm very single, have been very single for a very long time. Um, I think the reason why that might be is just because of how I like may present myself. Um, okay. also I've been on this whole self discovery moment for the past God knows how long. Yeah. Um, but I think as far as, like, the community goes, um, this is where it gets kind of loaded. Um, I find, my personal opinion, is that being a gay individual and going to gay bars and gay places and safe spaces um, is very much like high school. It's very clicky. Oh, wow. That's you have interesting. the jocks with the jocks, the very, like, what do you call them, like, universally beautiful people hanging right. out with universally beautiful people. They got the good genes. Correct. They did yeah. get the good genes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have like the queer alternative people, your drag queen. So like it feels like you're walking into high school. Like wow. you're just walking through the doors because you're like, oh, there's the preppy kids and oh, there's the other people. Like, So it doesn't change really from high school to In like, my adulthood. opinion, no. And I feel like it's kind of getting almost worse. Like the there's a very weird stigma behind gay men being needing to look a specific way and um, act and present. Yeah. And I am polar opposite of that. I'll come into the bar in heels and a right. dress, no wig on, no makeup. Like I'm just going to do me. Right. And it's very weird because gay men want men to be men. And like, right. I can, you know, teach their own, but right. like, I'm just a different breed. Yeah. So to speak. Oh, that's got to be tricky and challenging then for finding partners. It is. I think that's why I've had so much trouble because I'm so feminine and everyone's like mask for mask, which is the ugliest thing. I'm not everyone's cup of tea and, you know, everyone's got their own flavor. I'm just right. not a lot of people's. Right. Whatever, you know, I've dealt with it. I deal with it every day. I mean, it's lonely at times, but I think that I surround myself with people, which helps me kind of get through it. Yeah. And then I just try to do as much as humanly possible. So I go on a lot of trips. Yeah, I love that. Traveling is huge. I love that. Yeah, you got to get the hell out of your hometown. <laughs> right, you need see to go the world. See the world. Absolutely. Even if you're broke, do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I think there is a stigma in the gay community about relationships mm -hmm. being more open ended and not being with just one person. Yes, monogamy is dead. So, okay, so that stigma you would say is true. I would believe so. I have a few friends, uh, a couple that are married. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they'll bring home their quote unquote third, okay. which is like super taboo for a lot of people who are married because right. you're like, we don't, it's just us. It's you and me against the world. Right. Um, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but that can lead to a lot of things happening. I've had friends who have been introduced to a couple and then they fall for one of the partners and then they're like, well, I'm married and so you can get along. So your heart gets broken. Your phrase monogamy is dead. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that you're 
like looking for more of an open-ended relationship or are Good you Lord, you're no. looking for someone? I, 100% I'm okay. looking for I am such a jealous bitch. I could yeah. never be in an open oh, relationship. Yeah. It is just beyond me. Okay, Taylor, can you tell us what you wish you could tell younger you when you were being bullied in high school? Ooh, girl, stick to your guns. Like, you're going to be fine. You're going to make it through it. You're. It's going to suck real bad for like a while. For, like, a long while. Until you get out of high school, actually. But, like, especially being younger, you just stick to your guns. Live your life. Uh-huh. Don't be shy. Don't yeah. be shy at all. Definitely don't be afraid to, like, expand and try new things. Because, like, yeah. that's what life is about. To me, at least. I love that. Wow. Get those experiences. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so now, if you could see the people that bullied you in high school today, what would you like to say to them? Fuck off. Yep. Oh, my God. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) say it loud and proud. I just, I truly feel like if I were to run, I have actually ran into a couple of them, which is super weird. I've had to serve them before. No. Well, I'm sure they probably don't recognize me because it's been like, I graduated a long time ago, and it's been like 11 years. Um, Did you spit in their food? God, I wish I could. I need (laughs) this job, girl. I got bills to pay. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, I think it would just be um, kind of like a thank you. Thank you for putting me through the hardest moments of my life because I find that without those, I don't think I would be who I am today. I didn't get sugarcoated. I got it raw. That that may have just been my favorite thing you said in this whole podcast. That <laughs> to be thank you. yeah to be able to look at that and to say thank you for teaching me that 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 is like a whole nother level of awareness and maturity and. I mean, even back then, you probably had a little bit more maturity. Well, I know you did than they did, but oh, for sure. It takes a big person to be able to look at a situation like that and just be like, you know what? They taught me a lot. It it, it really does. I do feel like in my younger years, I was very, I was a very angry person because I didn't know, you know, yeah. I didn't know who I was or what I wanted to be or like literally anything, and that can cause you know hostility to others. So. I think that, you know, definitely going through my experiences, it is a thank you because without you being a literal piece of shit, I wouldn't be who I am today. So I can only say thank you for molding me, which is like a weird, like, ew. Right. First of all. Yeah. No, it's (laughs) a little messed up, but still. It is. It's, I say that to a lot of people who have done wrong by me. It's like, thank you for teaching me something that I needed to work on essentially. So like, even with like friends and stuff, you eventually like, you know, have to cut off friends and you're like, thank you for showing me that I am vulnerable or I give too much. So thank you for that. But also bye. Right. Peace (laughs) out. Later. (laughs) Yeah. See you never. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So can you offer advice for anyone who may be a part of the LGBTQ plus community who is currently being bullied at school or even in their friend group? Just some solid advice you could give them to just kind of see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I will say that if you are needing refuge, always look at like higher authorities, in my opinion. So yeah. like I, I will always preach school counseling just because, you know, they, they deal, this is what their job is. Right. So if you do need help, like don't be afraid to reach out to teachers. If you trust certain people, absolutely. You know, like you can hit me up. I'm on all social media. Yeah. My door has always been open. I am yeah. such a big, you know, believer in like mental health and finding help and like yeah. 
you know, basically like being safe. Like I've always been a safe space for right. a lot of people just because I'm a Libra and I listen. I yeah. listen a lot, but I also talk a lot. But. No, you are an incredible listener. We'll make sure to attach your like social media handles oh, yeah, in this absolutely. section so people can reach out Give to you. Give me a DM. Yeah. Just don't be shy. Like I'm, I offer a lot of advice, even though I don't really divulge a lot, <laughs> but I would, I would always say just like, look for someone who you can trust and confide in them. And if you feel like hurting yourself, like just seek help. Cause yeah. like, I know how, I know how that feels. I absolutely know how that feels. So just like find what makes you feel safe and what makes you feel happy and comfortable and stick to your guns. Yeah. Cause that's, what you have is you, but also you have friends. So like, you're not all alone. Right. No <laughs> one's really alone. There's you're always never really someone alone. who will listen and be there for you. Exactly. And if you really feel like you have no one, you now have Taylor. So exactly. Taylor's DMs are open. <laughs> they are completely open. I, yeah. will, I will be your safe space to confide in. I have no issue with that. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so can you offer advice for anyone now who is questioning their gender or how to come out to friends and family or if they're like not even sure what their gender is, how how do you how do you even navigate that? Like, what kind of advice could you offer there? That's kind of a tricky one because most of my relationships um, with men, being younger when I was younger, yeah. um, were straight and married. Oh wow! Straight. Okay. And you know, because I'm feminine, so they're like, okay, so this feels normal, right? Um, so a lot of them were questioning. I think I only like saw one of them recently at like the gay bar, and I was like, oh, so he finally left his wife. So okay. I'm like, good for you, but also like, mm. if you question your gender, put on different clothing, try makeup, try something that pushes you out of your quote unquote box. Oh, I love that. Just because like you're never gonna figure it out unless you start like if you're actually questioning it, do things that like push your normal. Yeah. Don't be afraid to experiment or kiss someone for shit's sake. Like right. if you think that you're a lesbian, go see if you one of your girlfriends makes out. If you feel a spark, right. maybe you're gay. Right. Maybe you're a gay woman. Right. You know, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with experimentation as long as you're safe. Do things that you wouldn't normally do. If you question your gender, if you question your sexuality, if you're just questioning anything at all, do something that scares you a little bit. Wow. Go outside in heels. Go wear a dress. Go right. put on mascara. That's the simplest thing you can do. Right. Maybe a little eyeliner. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with experimenting and expressing yourself. And I feel like that's what pushed me to figure out who I am. Is like, it took me a while, obviously. Right. But like, wearing women's clothes just happened to be like something fun for me. And right. then the art of drag as well. So do you think that it's ever too late to come out? No. Oh my God, no. I have had a lot of friends who haven't come out until like their later years. There is this weird Facebook community that I am in. It's like drag, but also like a makeup community. Oh, and there wow. is a woman who has just started her transition. And I would, I don't want to be rude, but she's probably like mid to late 60s. Yeah. And there's no time to ever, you know, you can be whoever you want to be at any time in life. Like you wow, might not I find out that. who you are until, you know, you're older. And that's totally fine. Right. Just as long as you accept that and right. you be the person that you are supposed to be, which right. is whoever you feel like. I love that. I think that's really important, even for people in marriages mm -hmm. who maybe are suppressing their thoughts Absolutely. or feelings. That happens a lot. Oh, for sure. Especially in the LDS community. Yeah, because like you're forced, obviously, to believe one way. And, you right. Know, it sucks if you have to live your life closeted. Like maybe you don't love women or maybe you right. feel that like you're a woman or you're a man and right. you like women, you know, like. 
gender is literally a construct. Tear it apart. Right. You are whoever you want to be. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for being willing to talk about so many important matters today. Are there any final thoughts or remarks that you would like to leave with us before we close out? Well, one, I just want to say thank you as much for having me. Yeah. Um, I am very proud of this business that you have started. I cannot wait to see where it goes. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And to all of my fellow gaybies is what I want to call them, my little gay babies. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Um, Don't be afraid to be yourself ever. Like, definitely live your truth. Um, Put on whatever you want, wear whatever you want, be whoever you want, and literally do not pay anyone any mind. Because at the end of the day... You live for you, and they don't know you shit, and you don't know them shit. So be yourself, and don't be scared. Please don't be scared. That's a beautiful way to close out. I hope you guys can remember that and really apply that to your life. I think Taylor has obviously had a lot of experience with this, so... I appreciate everything you've said. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been so much fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. That's the response I've been getting is that it's actually really fun to sit and talk. It is. I was so nervous at the beginning of this. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not talking enough. This yeah. is weird. <laughs> no, I mean, there is no right or wrong way to do this. It's just having a conversation. It really is. I love it. Thank you so much for being here, for listening and sticking it through, even with challenging conversations. Do you have an experience or story that you feel would be a good fit for the Checker Jaguar? Email me at thecheckerjaguar at gmail.com. I am always looking for stories that bring out important discussions and lead to having thought-provoking conversations. Stay tuned for the Checker Jaguar's next podcast. But in the meantime, follow along with me at Checker Jaguar on Instagram and TikTok.